This week's episode of Quality Control is brought to you in part by That's It Fruit and Veggie Bars. Are you looking for some healthy snacks to put in your kids' lunches? I know that I am because it gets harder and harder every year to find snacks that are actually allowed by the school's rules. That's It Fruit and Veggie Bars are just fruit and veggies. That's it. Just like it says in the package. They're gluten-free, they're kosher, they're vegan, and they're raw diet-friendly. They're under 100 calories. My girls love them. They're good for every age, diet, and lifestyle. And there's no added sugars or preservatives. That's It is offering my listeners an amazing deal. Go on over to that'sitfruit.com, enter our code CONTROL at checkout, and you're going to save 10% off your order. Do what we did and try these new veggie bars and fruit bars. I think you're going to like them. Go to that'sitfruit.com, enter the code control at checkout, and save 10% off your order. Your taste buds, your body, and probably your kid is going to thank you. My guest today is Russ Frushtick. My name is Charlie Hall. You're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Today we're talking about Metroid Samus Returns, Russ. Help me understand where this falls in the rich Metroid universe. Where is this story in that timeline? Is there a timeline? There, There is a timeline. I am not a 100% expert on the timeline. If memory serves, Metroid Prime was the very first game in the timeline, technically. I think that's the case. Um, but the simplest way to think of it is, so the original Metroid came out in the 80s, um metroid 2 was the direct sequel to that game and this is a reimagining of metroid 2 so it's not a remake it's a reimagining help me understand that yeah um it's sort of hard i mean i think a lot of people will think of it as a remake but like top to bottom front to back this is not like uh you know an up resolution of the game this is not just like a minor tweak to the graphics they've changed everything the map is completely different uh, it's a much bigger game. There's all sorts of new weapons and items and stuff like that. This is not like just like, oh, I, I just bought the HD version of Metroid 2. It's a completely new game. For people that played Metroid Zero Mission, which was essentially a reimagining of the original Metroid, it's a very similar treatment. Now, of course, this is for the Nintendo 3DS. I imagine it's a full-priced Nintendo 3DS game. Uh, that is true, yes. You say in your review that the story lines up pretty much exactly with the original Game Boy game, and that there's some animated cutscenes. How do they deliver the story for Metroid fans? Yeah, so uh, the original Metroid 2, I mean, in terms of story, it was literally like, I think, some text page, like one or two lines, and maybe some instruction book color copy. But for the most part, it was pretty much just... There's a bunch of Metroids um, that Mother Brain and her crew of space pirates used as weapons in the first game. And in order to stop that from ever happening again, Samus is sent to the Metroid homeworld to commit genocide on the Metroids. And as you do on occasion. As you do, as yes. A hero, yeah. And that is, that is literally the, the premise of this one as well. Um, and, and the story is not much more robust in terms of delivery either. The game starts with like a very brief cutscene, And then after that, it is just straight on through of, um, you know, gameplay. There's no dialogue. There's no reading. It's just gameplay for the rest of it. 
in your review, you absolutely raved about the gameplay and about the combat in Samus Returns. Tell me more about what makes it so good. Yeah, they've made a few changes. Uh, one of the big things that has always been kind of annoying with 2D Metroid games is the uh, limited uh, aiming ability. Uh, a lot of people uh, were kind of frustrated by the fact that you could only aim at like diagonals or in cardinal directions. And in this one, you can aim in 360 degrees, which is really cool. They also added a counter system. So kind of similar to a game like Dark Souls, if you know an enemy is about to attack and they're usually identified by like a little glowing burst of energy right before the enemy attacks, you can hit a button and it counters their attack and then you could basically one-shot them to death after that. And what this allows for is you can basically make your way through a lot of these environments without having to, um, I guess, line up all your shots. It's more about like having perfect timing and uh, if you can nail that counterattack, it's a breeze to get through a lot of these environments. It, it makes it much more active, whereas a lot of Metroid games tend to just be like, well, I'm just going to sprint through this area and not worry about fighting these guys because it's not much fun anyway. Oh, man, this is going to make it very interesting, I imagine, for the speedrunning community with all these counters and, and new and faster ways to go through. Yeah, I'm sure there are many ways to not only uh, master the game, but also probably break the pattern at which you complete the game, which speedrunners are known for. Um, but the, uh, yeah, it's, I think they've added a lot of complexity to it that doesn't feel overbearing, that feels very true to Metroid, but um, is definitely a big advancement from where they were. Now, <laughs> the thing that really jumped out at me, though, about your review, the combat is best on display during the game's many boss fights. Effectively, there are more than 40 of them? There's 40 <laughs> boss fights in this game, Russ? Uh, sort of. So, so the as I mentioned, the premise of the game is to hunt down all of the Metroids. And there are 40 Metroids in the world. And each Metroid uh, battle is sort of like a mini boss fight. Actually, usually the way it plays out, which is kind of interesting, is you'll be introduced to a Metroid... Um, and that first time you ever fight that kind of Metroid, it'll be like a really tough battle because you don't know it at all. And then as you progress through the game, you'll get some gear and you'll learn their strategies and patterns. And that kind of Metroid will be a lot easier. But by the time that you're completely used to fighting that Metroid, an evolution of the Metroid will occur and you'll be fighting a new type of Metroid who's much harder and more difficult. So it's kind of like a number of these boss fights throughout the game, literally 40 of them. Um, and you're, you're just kind of learning a lot of their patterns as you go through and it get, they get harder and harder and more complex. And, um, one boss fight in particular that I don't really want to spoil the details of, but there's one boss fight in particular that is like this amazing multi-stage tons of like dodging and using all of your abilities in, conju in conjunction with one another. Um, and it's just like a really terrific, challenging fight, even on the normal difficulty, which is what I play through it on for the most part. Um, so they, I mean, it's, it's impressive because usually again, Metroid boss fights, while they can be a spectacle, they tend not to be super, uh, involved in terms of mechanics. It'll usually just be like, well, launch a bunch of missiles into this guy. But with all these new elements that they've introduced, the countering and the 360 aiming and all that stuff, they can really do a lot of interesting stuff with these fights. And, and they definitely do. I want to talk about the graphics a bit, Russ, because this is a 3DS game after all, and it does have some 3D mechanics to it. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. This week's episode of Quality Control is brought to you in part by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? 
Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 or more job sites with just one click. And then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen rate and manage candidates all in one place. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash control. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash control. Coming back to Metroid Russ, you touched on the visuals there. Um, a little aside, I just finally convinced my seven-year-old daughter, Evelyn, that uh, the 3DS is cool. And the way oh. I did that was get her into the Pokemon game. I think it's Pokemon Sun is the version that we got yes. for her. And I'm like, Evelyn, sit down. Are you ready for this? And I reached over and I cranked up that 3D slider and I said, what do you think of that? And she goes, no- nothing nothing changed, Dad. <laughs> oh, God, there's no, there's no 3D in this one. Oh, yeah. Does Metroid make use of the 3DS's 3D screen? It, it definitely 100% does. It's actually one of the best examples of 3DS 3D I've ever seen. Um, so I should mention that I played this through on a new 3DS and the new 3DSs have enhanced 3D insofar as it does eye tracking and facial tracking. So the, um, 3D will follow you. So if you're using an older 3DS, um, I can't, uh, it's a little hard to play the game in 3D cause it frequently loses focus. But if you've got a new 3DS, strongly recommend cranking the 3D up because they use 2.5D graphics in this game, and the level of depth in the backgrounds uh, is really remarkable. They do an amazing job adding life and and color to the world. And um, I left 3D on almost the entire game, which is something I almost never do when I'm playing 3DS games. Um, And they really did a terrific job. That's really cool to hear. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check this out now and, and enlighten my daughter to a whole other genre of games. I think it's time. Um, quick question though. You know, I'm I'm a bigger guy. I got bigger hands. It's always challenging for me to do long sessions with the 3DS. About how long is this game? How many sittings did you do it in? And, and was it comfortable for you? Um, yeah. So how long is the game? Probably. I mean, my clock I think is at about ten hours, which I think is feels about right. Um, I beat it over the course of, I would say, four or five days. Um, but that was not uh, going through and collecting every single last thing, which you definitely can do, and I'm actually planning on doing. So it took me about 10 hours, which is which is reasonably long for a Metroid game. Um, I'm sure speedrunners will be able to do it in no time flat. Um, I did want to mention, if you are this sort of person that um, likes a really tough difficulty, the game, when you beat it, does unlock uh, a hard difficulty. And if you happen to want to spend some more money um, and buy the Amiibos that are uh, sort of tied with this game, um, one of them will unlock an even harder difficulty than that, as well as a new suit in the game, which is kind of neat, but a little bit frustrating if you want to use that suit, but you don't have the Amiibo. That's kind of a drag that you can't. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a whole game mode that you can't get without the Amiibo. So Yeah, so essentially it's like um super duper hard mode effectively <laughs> uh where you almost get one shot by every single enemy in the game 
that's sort of how it works. But I think I'm personally okay without that mode, but still, like a whole, a whole mode. I know. It is surprising. But in terms of comfort, um, I think it's fine. Um, you do have to do a lot. Uh, they make use of just about every button on the 3DS. So um, there is a lot of like working with the uh, D-pad and the, st the triggers and the face buttons and everything. So if that's a concern, uh, yeah, but I didn't have a problem with it. Last question for you. Any fun little Easter eggs? Any especially fun fan service stuff? Things that they let you unlock through the course of the game? Yeah, so um, I'm not going to spoil the ending of the game, especially for people that haven't played Metroid 2. But if you did play Metroid 2, the, end of the ending of the game plays out extremely similarly. Um, like the big, uh, you know, focal points of the ending of that game are, are very similar. But there is some additional th stuff uh, one thing in particular that is completely new to the ending of the game um, that really uh, adds something special. So I don't want to ruin it for people, but it, it was a really nice Easter egg, and I was very pleased to see it there. Something new. So are they, are they setting up the sequel already, or, or is well, it something different? Well, the sequel is Metroid. Uh, I'm sorry. The sequel is Super Metroid. Um, oh, well. That is the direct is. sequel, and, <laughs> and the events of this game do lead directly into Super Metroid. Um, so it's not quite that. It's it is something else. And again, I don't want to spoil it, but it is a, a nice surprise at the end of the game. Good stuff. Well, thanks for taking the time today, Russ. My pleasure. And thanks to you at home for listening today. We've got a bunch more on Polygon.com, including, gosh, just about everything you'd ever want to know about Destiny 2. Are you raid ready? It's coming Wednesday, people. We've got a bunch of guides to get you there, including a big one specifically for preparing for raids. Go ahead and find it at polygon.com. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Russ Frushtick. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.